It's time for another episode of Sink or Swim, the podcast that helps you keep afloat in the sea of business marketing options. Learn what other business owners are doing to keep their businesses thriving and growing and what almost sunk their ship. Join the voyage as Red Canoe Media owner Will Hankey and his daughter Amber wade through the waters to get you the booty you deserve. Wow, that was a lot of nautical references in three sentences. Well, hey, everybody, welcome to another episode of Sink or Swim. This is episode 19, Gina Baldwin. Uh, we are going to uh, bring her on in a couple minutes. Uh, but uh, as usual with me is my beautiful daughter and project manager extraordinaire, Amber. How are you today? I'm doing good. How are you? Good. How do you like that title? I just made it up. Yeah, sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, we always kind of chat before we get into the guests. So uh, I thought maybe today we'd chat a little bit around um, procedures and some of the things that you're doing to get work off of your plate. Okay. All right. So you have a couple tasks, right, that we've talked about uh, that you can offload to a virtual assistant, a VA. What are you finding uh, is involved in getting that process going? Okay, so basically I just need someone to kind of follow me around in a way with every little thing that I do and process it, write it down, take notes and be able to turn it into a process that I can just give to someone and say, do this and they will know exactly what to do. Of course, if they have questions, I'll be there, but it's mostly just to kind of take it off my plate and make someone else do all of it. Yeah. So it's interesting when you started working for us five years ago, uh, every time I taught you something, it was basically, uh, okay, open word and start typing down everything that that I'm teaching you. And I think over the years, that's kind of faded away because you've had so many different responsibilities that you've just kind of jumped in and started doing them without uh, recording them or documenting them in some way. Yeah, when I've... I've been doing something for so long, it's kind of hard to explain how to do that to someone else. I'm like, you just do this. And they don't know how to do that. So, <laughs> Yeah, it's interesting to see the other side of it now, I yeah. guess. That's good. So uh, at the end of the day, that'll help you, like I said, offload some of these tasks. And you'll be able to do some more cool, fancy stuff, right? Oh, yeah. Looking forward to that. Okay. Good, good. Well, I'm, I, I hope you're enjoying it. And uh, it'll be interesting to see how you can interact with uh, a virtual assistant or a VA uh, and how that all kind of comes together. So I'm excited for you. Yeah, me too. All right. You sound terribly excited about it. (laughs) I am excited. (laughs) Good. Well, let's let's get on to our guests, shall we? Uh, Gina Baldwin is a licensed speech pathologist. Uh, Oh, she's going to, I'm going to need some help already. I can tell. A St. Louis native with over 30 years experience practicing in a variety of healthcare environments. Helping people with their speech and communication is her passion. So like I said, I'm going to need the help. I can tell already. Uh, For years, she empathized with her patients' frustration and emotional pain over their speech impairments due to accidents or illnesses. She had an idea for what they needed to regain relationship connections, independence, and self-respect. After searching everywhere and not finding the tool she envisioned, Gina designed and created a software application called App2Speak. This affordable resource has been funded by four years by her 
husband Scott. Wow, he's that's pretty awesome. Uh, the simple act of touching a photo allows the speech-impaired individual to convey a short phrase, sentence, or even a complex story. Uh, the app is fully customizable. The user can easily integrate with their own photos, uh, take a photo within app to speak record a voice for personalization. Uh, lots of cool things you can do with this different thing, and I have seen it in action. Uh, it's wonderful. Um, app to speak is for sale in Apple Tunes, Apple iTunes, and Google Play stores with over 500 downloads and is sold internationally in over six countries. That's fantastic. So, Gina, thank you so much for being on the show today. Thank you so much. Hello, Will and Amber. <laughs> it's great to have you on. So I know we just kind of went through a bio, but why don't you give me your two-minute elevator pitch about app to speak Actually, you did a great job. <laughs> well, that was easy. Exactly. <laughs> but can you imagine not being able to talk? Yeah, that, that would not be good. Um, it's something it, we all take for granted. Yeah. And nearly over 40 million Americans have some type of speech and difficulty. So like a hearing aid helps people to hear, apt to speak is your voice if you could not otherwise speak. And you described it very well. A simple touch of the apt to speak photo and talk. Touch the photo of love and say I love you to your family. That's fantastic. Yeah. I love it. Like I said, I've seen this thing in action before you showed it to me. Uh, and it's it, it works on, I'm assuming, mostly uh, phones. Uh, tablets are probably the most popular. Um, is that true? The tablets, the tablets are more popular. It I didn't develop it for iPhone or Android phone because there are people who have visual difficulties and the icons or the photos on the phone would be pretty small. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. So, Gina, how long have you been in business? I created and designed app to speak It's been four years. Wow. Um, how many employees do you have right now? Uh, no paid employees, but I have uh, several volunteers and some independent contractors that are helping me with the project. As Will mentioned, um, the project or the company app to speak software is self-funded by my husband, Scott, and I. And are you doing this full-time? I am not. I am working part-time as a licensed speech pathologist in a skilled rehab. And then the other half to three quarter time of my day is spent doing marketing and developing for app to speak. Wow. So can you tell us what the pros and cons of building your own company while you hold a part-time position are? What I enjoy is the fact that working part-time as a speech pathologist allows me to continue my passion directly with those people who need the help with their speech maybe their language, swallowing, or cognition. It provides me the additional insight to new and potential ideas and perhaps new features for app to speak So that, that's a positive why I like staying in the field at least part-time. The cons is I need more time in my day. Um, to be able to follow both passions, I probably need about 36 hours a day to get it all done. But first and foremost, I'm dedicated to those patients in rehab. And so my schedule varies day to day based on that schedule. 
they are first and foremost. And once I complete that schedule, then I'm off to work on my app to speak, uh, doing marketing, uh, development, holding meetings, doing demonstrations. So not a whole lot different than most people that come on Shark Tank, right? They're they're out there hustling, trying to get something done. A lot of people are, are still holding down a regular job and and trying to really launch their their baby. And it sounds like that's exactly where you're at. Exactly. And did you know I I was called for an addition to Shark Tank uh, last well about a year and a half ago when Shark Tank came to St. Louis. Oh, that's exciting. It was. It was a great experience. I wasn't invited back to the next round, but I was fortunate to get through the first two. Yeah, I think uh, if nothing else, that that experience makes you kind of look at your business in a, in a more holistic way, I guess. And, and, you know, what are the missing pieces? Because they really like to poke holes in things, right? Uh, oh, yeah. 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 So um, I think I already know the answer to this, but what got you started in this profession in the first place? Well, I started over 30 years ago, and when I did, a went to community college right after high school, and I completed a personality for a personality, I guess it's a personality test or interview, and found that I work well with people. And there were probably about 20 plus different occupations, and I loved the opportunity to study the brain. So therefore I picked speech pathology. I also like the idea um, back to you working in it still. I think that gives you great insight into your target market, right? I mean, you're around them every single day and that really uh, probably triggers other ways of things that you could, you know, whether it's create new products or optimize yours a little bit better. Yes, that is a good point. So as you know, this is a marketing podcast, so let's talk about marketing. When you started your business, did you have a marketing plan? I did not have a formal marketing plan. I had a very informal marketing plan, which was to reach out to my colleagues throughout the United States. And when you reached out to them, what what was typically the response? Uh, well, the response pretty much varied. With app to speak it is a particular niche in the speech pathology world. In other words, not everyone on my current caseload would benefit. It's And certain people, or I should say, certain professionals in my field, they are dedicated to helping those, and it's called Augmentative and Alternative Communication. The acronym is AAC, and there are a lot of professionals, even occupational therapists, that are involved in assistive technology. And so I wasn't aware at the time that there was more than just the speech pathologists that were involved. And just like me, people have a busy day. I could send an email or send a flyer back four years ago or make a phone call, and it would take a while for people to reach back out, or it may not have been their niche and therefore never returned a call or an email. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, so uh, let me ask you this. When you first, or, or what was 
your first big marketing win and did you do it on purpose or what was it something you stumbled into? So my big first big marketing win I would say is when I attended the American Speech Language Hearing Association annual convention and that was three months after I released uh, got approved and released app to speak for the Apple iOS iPad on iTunes. And that was a big win because it was so new to everyone. And that annual conference has over 12,000 speech pathology professionals and educators that attend that conference. Oh, wow. So that was a big win. It was a little overwhelming. Uh, I didn't have enough people helping me to, to demonstrate it and to market. So I had groups of 10 people while I was trying to demonstrate and answer questions. And it was a little overwhelming, but it was a big win. Yeah, that's awesome. I guess that's a good way to get to thrown into the fire, if nothing else, right? I did. Are you doing any marketing for your business online? I am. I am. I've had a few paid Facebook ads. And I am doing the, the, the basic social media, Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, Twitter. Are you um, doing any SEO or blogging? I am not doing any blogging. Uh, I do have on my website, it's called a blog, but I have a couple people that contribute articles. I've written one or two Um, But it's more articles than blogging. So for true blogging, I would say no. And as far as the SEO, about a year and a half ago, uh, Will, you kind of took a quick 50,000 foot view of my website and kind of gave me some very helpful hints on how to improve and uh, helped me in a lot of ways. Yeah, thanks. Do you do you feel that uh, or or let me rephrase this? Where is um Where's been your best uh, results when doing the different things like Facebook, Twitter? Uh, has there one been one that stuck out the best to you? At this time, I don't think any one sticks out. With the market for app to speak, or with my target market for app to speak, it initially starts with that individual who is speech impaired although it extends to the family and the caretakers and then to the healthcare professionals. So the social media is more for awareness of app to speak So Will, you've heard of app to speak and seen a demonstration of it. If you ran into a friend whose grandmother had a stroke, you would say, hey, take a look at this app. It might be helpful. Yeah. So my target audience is is pretty wide, but it's that family member, that caretaker, or the healthcare professional that will be the person that will actually purchase. So in my opinion, from what I'm seeing and reading, for app to speak, those social media platforms are a good platform to reach people to get the word out there big uh big help with the exposure side of the website with the the business i would assume yes that makes sense 
Um, so are you doing any paid ads on any of those? Like, like are you boosting posts or anything on Facebook or, um, I have not boosted a Facebook post in about six to eight months. Okay. I did not. I did uh, six to eight months ago. Um, it was strictly Facebook. And I didn't really see. A, I saw a little more activity, a little more clicks. Uh, but I, I didn't feel that it was worth the cost. And what I read what would benefit me is posting more interesting uh, social media, interesting Facebook articles, interesting posts about app to speak, and just keeping people engaged. Does the app cost anything to download? The app costs eighty nine ninety nine. Okay, and that's for the full version download. It's not a subscription. It's um, a one-time fee. Okay. And every time that you guys come out with updates, they just automatically get those updates pushed to them. Yes, they do. Okay. So then, so your audience is, it's almost twofold. You, you have to almost educate every human. And then the ones that come across this particular situation are able to then refer that, I guess. Uh, but you do have some target audience around the speech pathologist, things of that sort as well, I guess. Yes. Okay. Okay. Are there any uh, other offline related things that you're doing? Uh, TV, radio, flyers, direct mail? Uh, yes. I have completed two radio interviews. Um, they've been in, within the past year. And I also have been sponsoring online continuing education conferences within my profession, within the speech pathologist. And that's with our national organization, as well as attending continuing education conferences and exhibits like Missouri Assistive Technology Power Up Conference, Missouri Speech, Hearing and Language Association, which is our state professional organization. And actually, I'm excited at the end of January, I will be exhibiting and sponsoring a booth at the Assistive Technology Industry association conference at the end of January. Oh, wow. And so I'm very excited about that because that audience is, is administrators, educators, assistive technology professionals, speech pathologists, occupational therapists. So it's a very wide variety yeah. of professionals that go. Okay. Do you, uh, do you get a booth at those events or do you just use it as an opportunity to, to, go through the crowd and meet people. Yes. And yes, <laughs> yes, I have a booth. So I'll be able to demonstrate and Scott, my husband is going with me to Florida. So if I need to kind of walk the floor and, and talk with people and mingle or attend some of the sessions, I will have the opportunity to do that. Awesome. So um, how much time per week do you spend specifically on marketing your business? So considering I'm half time to three fourths time with app to speak, about seventy percent of my time is spent on wow. marketing. Wow. Do you have any um, marketing trends or tactics or things that you see other people that are doing that you'd like to take advantage of? Yes, I would like to improve uh, and increase my social media presence uh, on uh, not necessarily. Well, I have mixed feelings about Instagram. I think I need to learn a little bit more about Instagram. I have improved my audience on Instagram, 
but I'm not sure what that exactly means. But I'd like to improve on in Twitter and the Facebook and the LinkedIn. So your competitors, uh, what marketing are they doing right now that you think is cool or uncool? I think what they're doing is cool. They have a lot of neat videos that they interchange on their website. Uh, they also put cool short little videos on Twitter and on Instagram as well as on Facebook. So I think, again, in line with me looking to increase my exposure kind of goes along with what the competitors are doing. That makes sense. Are the videos that they're putting out specifically educational? The videos that they're putting out are with actual users. And I'm at a disadvantage in, in a few ways. I'm not always aware of who my users are unless they reach out right. to me. Part of that is, is privacy. It's, it's a download from iTunes, so I don't get a name and a number and a phone to call. If they reach out to me, I'm able to get testimonials. If they're in the St. Louis area, which a few have been, I've been able to uh, just do a short little video with them using the app and kind of just a short little story. I like that because then you can put that out on all your social media, you know, as, as here's a real world example of what's what's going on. Exactly. I love that. Uh, what has been your biggest challenge landing new customers, downloaders, uh, and ultimately sales? I think it boils down to being self-funded and having to look at the budget and trying to evaluate which opportunity would bring a better return on investment. And I think uh, the other challenge, and so with that budget in mind, uh, the challenge to be able to do more marketing or increase the social media presence, um, the funding to be able to, even if it's just an informational or educational video, to be able to put more videos out. And so I think that's, that's pretty much uh, my biggest challenge right now. Gina, can you tell us what your worst marketing idea was? The one that almost sunk your ship? It, it almost sunk my confidence. <laughs> I purchased right after we, uh, right after iTunes approved app to speak to be sold on um, the Apple store on the Apple store. I purchased a mailing list for my professional organization with over about eight or 9,000 names. I had a pizza party and invited friends and family over and we did a massive mailing. I did not get one response. Oh, no. I can remember from, from the mailing. But we had fun at the pizza party. Well, that's good. <laughs> but uh, yes, I don't remember anyone reaching out when I would. Uh, eventually, I secured emails because I went to the annual conference and reached out. And uh, even at that conference, I mean, no one heard of App to Speak. So that mailing I did three months earlier, that was with my the, the mailing list was from my professional organization. Not one person out of the thousands of people were there even mentioned the mailer. So I, I'm not sure I, if mailing is 
a good thing anymore. If money were no object, what is the craziest marketing thing you'd like to launch? I think this is an awesome question. I'm glad that you asked it. I would love for the new Amsterdam TV show or other TV shows to use app to speak in their show, Oh, to have it as part of their series. Maybe if uh, someone that had a ventilator or a trach that couldn't communicate or someone with a stroke or maybe they broke their jaw or some temporary speech impairment that they would use app to speak to be able to communicate. Wow. I think that would be awesome. That would be pretty cool. I mean, talk about organic uh, reach. No, that's fantastic. So Gina, uh, if people want to know more about app to speak uh, where can they go to find that information? They can go to the website, which is apptospeak.com. That's A-P-P, the number two, speak.com. Or they can look me up on Facebook, which is, I guess, app to speak on Facebook. <laughs> yep, very good. Well, thank you so much for being on today and, and sharing some of your uh, marketing struggles and wins and different things like that. Uh, we will definitely put a link in the show notes to uh, to the app and uh, to the to the various versions uh, that are out there. And uh, thank you so much for being on and sharing with us today. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. No problem. Uh, and uh, for everybody listening, uh, please uh, think about leaving us a review. We'd love to to have you on. We'd love to have you subscribe to all of our podcasts on Sink or Swim. And uh, talk to you next time. You've been listening to the Sink or Swim podcast, where business owners share their marketing successes and failures. Please leave us a review on iTunes and get all of our show notes at redcanoemedia.com slash SOS.